Romancing the Dungeon is intended for mature audiences, as this show contains adult themes. Oh, wait, I'm being told it's not those kinds of adult themes. Just sensitive stuff that some audience members may find upsetting. Content warning for specific episodes can be found in the episode descriptions. Listening to Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D podcast about heroes navigating their daily lives while looking for ugh, love in a world full of peril, monsters, and heartbreakers. Last time on Romancing the Dungeon. Misty Jeffridge, your Gaelshire Gazette roving reporter, and I received a tip that Night Scout, Adelia Steele, and Tira of Warmnook, Tezrab, and Littlehorn, Thea Burbage, are out and about the city, and the pair of bookworms are hidden away in the famed Talix Library. And guess where I am? That's right, I'm outside. Uh, I think I am. It's Kinda hard to get the door open. Never mind. Oh, look, one of the library staff is taking the bins out. Sir, sir, can you tell us what Night Scout Ajalia Steele and Fia Burbage are doing in the library at this moment? Oh, they were reading books. How precocious. Wait, were they're not here? Where'd they go? Oh, Kappa's Anvil. Okay, okay, okay. I think I can reach that pretty quickly. Okay, yeah, that's no... No... No, sorry, no, would you, sorry, would you, elbows, uh, I'm, I'm not here to cover the protest, I'm looking for Ajalia Steele and Fia Burbage. AJ, you missed him. Him and his friend are going to the ye old castle. But I just came from the other side of the old city, okay? Never mind, I'm just... Misty, you didn't go through four years of college and do your internship to complain about getting your steps in. Closed? I'm sorry, miss. The park closes at night. You you didn't happen to... You didn't happen to see a Shader Kai elf and a knight from the Gilshire army here by any chance, did you... Oh my! Oh, those two. Yeah, I saw them. Uh, and, and what were they doing? Uh, give me all the details. <laughs> well, they walked the grounds for the longest time. They didn't say much. One of the other park crew saw the girl give the guy something. There was this moment where it looked like something might happen. Like it got real quiet and real tense and really, really really boring. So then they left, yep, just a pair of friends out for a stroll in the park of ye old castle. Platonic pals, that's what I reckon. My day is totally wasted. I'm Misty Stepford and there wasn't a story here after all. Are you lonely? Miserable? Or just plain horny? Well, you've taken your first steps to solving your problems. At least your dating ones. Devoted desire to dream your dirty. Dapper dates for dejected daters. Welcome 
to D8 Services. My name is Roz Grapers, founder, CEO, and Love Wizard. I'm proud to announce D8 Services are expanding with a new office in Galeshire City, located conveniently, for tax purposes, just outside the city walls. You'll find our cosy love shack on the outskirts of Emberglade. Sign up today and we'll throw in a copy of my latest self-help book, Growing Old Alone. Why, it's everyone else's fault but yours for just five gold pieces. And hang on, Hephaestus still hasn't told us what she thinks is important to have in common with a potential mate. I think it's important to have similar trauma in your past, you know, so you can really <clears throat> understand each other, <clears throat> really, you know, get get where the other one's coming from, um, really know where to stick the knife in when they piss you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have yeah. so much trauma. I mean, so much trauma. Mountains. I mean, you have your pick of the litter when it comes yeah, to matching yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Note to self, send Hephaestus a copy of my book. She sounds like she's going to need it. Hephaestus, as you kind of, you know, nod at Ivan and Kyle and you go your separate ways, again, you and Ivan share the same road for a little longer, but eventually your paths kind of cut off It's it's very busy, and it is that thing of I've been here before, but even still, like it is, you don't really know where anything is, and not a lot of what AJ said over the last three weeks has actually None stuck, of it. and it has been that lack of disassociating from the whole experience. He starts talking, and I'm just like gone. Yeah, you're literally just humming <laughs> along to something else, or like imagining yourself anywhere else but this. <laughs> You're, you're, you're just kind of moving in no specific direction. You are walking westwards to the newer side because you do know that. Mm. Like a lot of what you would have done would have been on the newer side. All the clubs, all the big clubs, the happening clubs are on the newer side. Yeah, some of the like underground raves, old side. Mm. But like the clubs themselves and the people are all on the, the newer side, the western side of Gilshire City. As you... As you're... As you're moving through the crowds, give me a wisdom saving throw. 19. You have the sensation of somebody watching you. I'm going to keep moving forward, but now with sort of an ear out for somebody around me that's the trouble you're right. in the city mm. and there's a lot of people around you a lot of people moving past you bumping into you kind of skirting around you mm-hmm. uh, people you know with a wheelbarrow full of chickens oh sorry um, and it is it is that thing of who like when you become aware of it mm. everybody's looking at you everybody's following you uh, you know it's it's that bunch of school kids mm. it's that it's that priest um, it's the vendor you're not quite sure where it's coming from and as you're moving from the old side of the city to the newer side it is sort of like a gradient transition of like older buildings and designs even the streets sort of blending gradually Mm. into the newer more modern Gilshire and occasionally the odd kind of guard kind of looks you up and down no one stops you but they're just kind of like 
you know, kind of committing to memory that this lady walked past me at this time and mm. I noted her, that kind of thing. Give me a perception check. Three. For the faintest moment, you pass somebody and it is that, hey, I know that person. But when you turn to look back, you don't see them at all in the crowd. Okay. It was just, it was a, hey, wait, what are mm. you? And it, it was that kind of like, oh, I thought I. Yeah. But when you, they've just disappeared into the sea of people and you're not quite sure even when you start to think about like, what, what was it? Was it their hair? Was it their tattoos? Was it the way they were dressed? Mm. The shape of their nose? You have no idea. Like you can't. It, it was just that. What, what was that? Um, when you when you stop for a second, the weight of the the new armor, the the chain shirt, it's oh, how the hell did Thane wear this crap? <laughs> like this is a lot. Mm. Like this, like it's uncomfortable. It's heavy. It feels a little uh, suffocating mm. with it on. You kind of shift and shimmy a little bit. And when you do, you realize what's happened. You've been pickpocketed. God damn it. <laughs> Roll 2d20. Oh. Uh, 8. 18 gold pieces has been lifted um, from a pouch. Asshole. I'm supposed to be the bad guy. <laughs> This is terrible. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening I mean, to me. You're not sure if it was the person you saw. Yeah. You're not sure if it was just someone that in the crowd. You don't know when it happened, but it was. It was like it was actually the money, the change that you had received after after buying the armor mm-hmm. uh, as well. It was just in a little baggie on its own. Yeah. It was just kind of hanging loose in a pocket, and now it's gone. <laughs> You'd mentioned kind of like the club uh, yeah. that uh, the, the sister club at all, uh, Nirvana, mm-hmm. the. As you're kind of looking around where you are, you've no idea. Like, it could be up that street, it could be down that street, it could be at the other side of the city. You've no sense of direction. And when you kind of, kind of, your options, kind of, you could stop and ask somebody, you could talk to a guard. But every time you were in Galeshire, there's a reason why you can't really remember a whole lot of it. You were literally blind drunk. Yeah. And there's a little part of you of, well, you know, it's like muscle memory. If I got drunk enough again, I'd probably wind up there. They say that's true. I'm assuming there's, like, are there people selling? Are there carts and merchants? Yeah, there's not as many, um, you know, kind of like set up like ramshackle stalls, take up, take down kind of thing on the same day. There's a few. They're not kind of selling old Gilshire. It was kind of like foodstuffs or like, you know, secondhand daggers, that kind of, you know, like just... Bits. Oh, bits and pieces. These all seem to be like intricate little farmer's market. Like, you know, vintage yak's wool uh, steeped in sheep shack milk, uh, you know, <laughs> to dye it a creamy colour. Uh, it stinks, it's but it's very expensive and people are buying it. Awful. Um, so yeah, there's there's all these like artisanal little pop-ups. So they're unnecessarily fancy alcohol. <laughs> Give me an investigation check. Eleven. You're kind of, you're perusing uh, at this stage uh, when your olfactory senses just kind of pick up. I smell hooch. <laughs> and a little way up, there's a small 
it's ridiculous. It's two wheelbarrows that have been fused together with a wooden countertop on them, and the wheelbarrows are full of ice. <laughs> and it is, it's basically like a slush puppy. Um, but it, it's actually, it's actually called the Lush Puppy. Oh my god. And it's shaved ice with alcohol, like with liqueurs. And there's a, a kind of a floppy haired uh, young woman kind of like behind the counter. And out front, in a apron and like little white hat, uh, there's a guy like offering free samples to everybody, even children. Uh, um, I'm going to pass the free sample guy because I know that's not nearly enough. <laughs> oh, God. Straight I to the counter. A wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm just going to look at the woman and go, uh, can I get one of those? Yes, sure, hon. Um, what flavor can we enlighten your palate with today at the Lush Puppy? Okay. Uh, can there just be no flavor? Can it just be ice? Oh, you and alcohol. Uh, no. And can I get extra alcohol? Okay. Um. So we here at the Lush Puppy mm-hmm. uh, don't really want to encourage alcohol as a way to like get a buzz and she air quotes Mm -hmm. this is really like an experience Mm -hmm. that you allow dance across your taste buds and just you know settle in it and how much is one of those oh uh a a snow cone yeah uh, is literally 10 silver pieces and you get one choice of liqueur i put two gold on the counter and go can i get what i asked for i mean i can make you uh enough i'm not just sure really you'll get the full um no that's fine okay um and any particular flavor experience nope okay so just uh, just a random assortment yeah okay so first up we've got some honeysuckle and biscoff perfect that's the one that i want okay um and i'm she's just kind of like pouring a bottle uh out onto (laughs) And like she's there with a little hammer and a little uh, grater and she's like broken off a chunk of ice from mm. the barrel and she's now grating it into a little cup and she drizzles it with the the honeysuckle and <laughs> Jerry, I'm making these things off the top of my head. They sound delicious. And like she hands you uh, the cup. Thanks. And I just turn my back to her and like chug it right down. Okay. Um. So it's not really a shot. You're meant to like let the ice melt on your tongue. I'm just sitting there with the brain freeze. I'm like, yeah, no, I got it. Thank you very much. Oh my God. Yeah, that, that's fine. Thank you. Okay. Give me a constitution saving throw for the brain freeze. <laughs> 18. What's a brain? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one anyway, so. Yeah, you're, it's like, oh, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold. Mm. But it, like that's like the least of your worries. Yeah. There's definitely alcohol. You get you get that, oh, yeah, that's there. But it's not. Not enough. Yeah, no, that was like a thimble. Oh, asshole, I asked her for extra and I paid so much oh, for no, it. Oh, she's, no, she's, she's now making you like little cones of <laughs> all multiple. different. It's an assortment. Oh, she's God. literally making you little shots of all these. Like ran like not random flavors because mm. you know it's a smorgasbord, right? Of, of course, alcohol flavors. Um, next up, I've got some pixie dust and prune oysters, and a thicker uh, violet liquid that shimmers uh, mm. is drizzled over the shaved ice, and she like just pops it down at a little wooden stand in front of you. 
I kind of eye this one because that sounds horrible and I just kind of steal myself and then back it goes. Again, if you just want to just... Again, next. <laughs> okay. Um, so up next, we've got some sand peppermint uh, straight, straight from Rotherham. So it, uh, well, I mean, straight from Rotherham, it's, you know, preserved, it's kept, mm, so it's mm. not as fresh as we would like it to. Um, so if you just let that hit the back and it's gone. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so you said the back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay. So what are we thinking in terms of notes? Are you getting? I'm thinking next. Okay. Um, so next is a little violet berry and mixed with a little hint of lavender berry. And this one can sometimes be a little stern on the stomach. But most people, most people are really drawn to it for that sort of puckering sweetness that just seems to caress the ice chips. Next. <laughs> okay. Give me a constitution oh, saving no, I throw. Know, I don't want to do it. Uh, yeah, that's an eight. Uh, the booze is definitely, you're four shots in. Yeah. Um, but boy, lavender berry. <laughs> <laughs> that's an experience yeah. um, and it's it, it's that sort of medicinal sickliness oh. that kind of comes up uh, it does catch you in your throat a little bit um, and she's kind of looking at you yeah if you just want to just massage <laughs> and she starts massage, massage it really just helps that go down there's it's, also a bucket <laughs> I massage but I'm like glaring at her as I do it okay so really you're kind of running through our flavors of the week and we try and keep that you know kind of contained to the 10 day so i mean if you want to come back i can write you a credit note for the rest um can i like judge how many more i need to kind of or like can i take a second and try to figure out if i know where this place is Give me a uh, wisdom saving throw to see if you can remember it. You're not quite getting an advantage on this because you're not quite buzzed. 21. I mean, that roof looks vaguely familiar. But the last time you saw it, you were lying on the flat of your back. Mm. And it looks kind of like that roof. Wait, was it that roof? <laughs> it, you're heading in the right direction. A few more. But yeah, Hephaestus going to need to get her booze on. Uh, <sighs> Ma'am, is there anywhere who will just, local, like around this little square, who will just give me a bottle of alcohol? Oh, I mean, you could just pop into the Purple Guppy and have a beer, but you're not getting anything kind of, you know, you're getting kind of fairly pedestrian sort of like drinks. Okay, but is it strong? Oh, it's alcohol. Yeah, it's ale. It's mead. You know, it's wine. It's a pub. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Credit note? Whatever. And I just leave. Okay. But if you want to tell your friends. Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> okay. And she's like, there's a small group of very drunk children now around that guy who's been <laughs> handing out cones to everybody. And you, you just hear, Damien, I told you. One to the kids. Um, In the back of my head, I'm like, I have to remember to tell AJ, this has got to be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely illegal. Um... You're heading into the purple guppy? Yeah. It's awful. 
something like this wouldn't last a week in mm. Tezrab. It's a black stone interior, purple flames, uh, and fish tanks everywhere. Oh my god. Uh, and inside, there's like a really cool alternative, like guy just standing there uh, with a buzz cut and four strands of hair that are just like draped over his forehead oh my god uh, and he is wearing a blue tartan shirt and uh, sleeves rolled up a denim a black denim apron hey Dom nice to meet you can I get three of whatever you sell uh, well, we've got a IPA uh, that we've just got in the back. Oh my god! Uh, and uh, we have some top shelf blue dragon whiskey. If that's yes, kind of, okay, that's what I'm after. Okay, three glasses. Yeah. Of that yes, ice. Uh, no. Okay, orange peel. No. Okay, tall glass, small glass, rim glass. Okay. Okay, warm. Yeah. Okay, take a seat. I'll get a server to come take your order. Oh God, I just gave you my order. I get you a server to take that order and then we're going to write that. So please take a seat. Purple Guppy is here to make your experience. Fine. A couple of minutes pass. And he comes around from the bar uh, and he stands in front of you with a uh, notepad. Hey there, uh... Dom, um, I'll be your server. Can I take your order? Three glasses of whiskey, tall, warm, no ice. No orange peel. Wonderful. Blue dragon? Yep. Okay. That'll be 24 gold pieces. Uh, fine. He goes to the bar, uh, pours three drinks in three tall glasses. They're just above room temperature. There's music wafting in the background, and you're like, is this one of Nate's? Is this, is this? It's not. It can't be. It's not a McKnight thing at all. Um, and you're like, it probably, fuck, it literally the kind of place that would play his crap. You look around, there's nobody here. What a surprise. There's nobody in the purple copy. Uh, a couple of minutes later, Dom returns with a tray, your three glasses, and takes the 24 gold pieces. Uh... Okay. Uh, can I get you anything else? No. Okay. Uh, well, if you need anything, if you just want I to, will to let bar you and I know will get you a server. That, yeah. Thanks. Okay. You're gonna. Are you bombing these? Uh, first one, and then we'll see how I feel. Uh, the first one hits the back of your throat, um, and it burns. It's oof, but it's a cold burn. Mm. Like even though the glass, the glass was warm, the, the liquid was warm. It's the alcohol yeah. afterwards. It, there's like oof evaporating in your mouth yes. yeah it hits your belly and that chillness just kind of like it's it's like your stomach acid's freezing it's just a little <laughs> bit oh. and you do kind of find yourself pulling your clothes a little closer to yourself yeah it's good like that that would that wish that i had time to nice, savor it yes that was a nice happy feeling for yeah. Vesta. you eye the second glass kind of just waiting to see and you think, yeah, it's going to take, it's going to take one more right. to kind of just push it. I drink this one a little bit slower. Like I know we're there, so I'll, I'll enjoy it a little bit. And you, yeah, you do. Like you, you kind of let yourself kind of, it's, it's kind of nice to be away from everybody uh, at the moment. And, and like, this is, if you were back in Tezrab and you weren't working for Eve and you weren't on a job or whatever, mm. 
this is kind of how you would spend a day. Mm-hmm. It would be literally in a, not a crap bar like this, but you'd be in a dive bar, a place with personality and character, yeah. a place where people know you. You would be really in your element. This is awful. This is trying <laughs> to be a dive bar and it's just not working. You let the, the kind of the drink evaporate a little in your mouth and your tongue is kind of tingling a little bit and you can kind of feel it in your teeth and it's, it's kind of nice and you just feel that little bit like you feel relaxed mm. for the first time in like over a month you were actually relaxed it's like the weight has just fallen away from even the chain shirt it feels a little bit like oh, and it might just be like a compression hug yeah from the chain shirt but it's like oh <laughs> it's nice not to talk to anybody it's nice to just have a drink it's nice to listen to some garbage music in a garbage bar and just not have to think about anything and sitting across from you there is somebody uh, kind of half nursing a glass of mead you don't know when they came in they weren't there when you arrived they weren't there when you sat down but there's somebody sitting there okay. um, I kind of check myself remind myself why I'm even out um, and just try to like get a little more alert through the alcohol and just have a look around try to figure out you know how long have I been sitting here where am I what's going on <laughs> as you scan the, the purple guppy and the awful furnishings and the lighting it's just awful Dom's not at the bar it's just you and this other person set opposite you the like literally the opposite wall just staring at their drink their face covered by a hood do I get like a weird vibe off of them uh, you kind of get the sense that they're watching you okay. they haven't said anything they haven't made yep. a move but they could have sat literally anywhere yeah, else the whole place is empty like yeah okay. I'll kind of get up and head to the toilet. When you kind of stand up, they shift a little in their seat. You move towards the bar and the small little alleyway behind uh, the, alleyway, the small little hallway. Is that the Sally? No, you. <laughs> the yellow Good name. Peggy. Uh, Peggy. Um, the hallway. There's like a small little narrow hallway uh, just behind the bar. And as you kind of go to approach it, they stand up. Okay. Um, I'll, well, I'm assuming I have to like, is it, is it straight on? Sorry. Or do I have to like turn a corner? Do no, I it's get... straight on. Like it's, okay. you can literally see on the, there's a kitchen door at the back or yeah. like a supply door, but like along <laughs> the wall, you see two doors. Uh, so I will kind of shuffle a bit quicker down the hall. And as soon as I can pass through a door I'm going to pull out my sickle and just kind of press up against the wall and wait you're you're slipping into the bathroom into the bathroom yeah yeah you you just the first one's open you can see that there's a little light flickering away inside and you slip in you kind of shut the door like you just kind of stand in you draw your weapon you hold your breath and you can hear footsteps getting closer and they stop just outside the the door but they don't come in 
I'm gonna kick the door open and like <laughs> come at them with my sickle like immediately not to like immediately hurt but just to yeah warn them off you force the door like you throw your full weight of a kick into a door uh, and when you do you kind of half stumble out sickle drawn and there's nobody there I, like, look all around, like, spinning in circles, just making sure there's actually nobody there. Yeah, you, you kind of look... You can, you can kind of cast an eye into the, the next bathroom. There's nobody. You don't hear any noise coming from the kitchen. When you kind of gaze back up towards the, the lobby of the, the Purple Guppy, you don't see any... That person's not staying there anymore. Dom's not at the bar. And as you kind of spin back, just to kind of look behind you, in the mirror above the sink, you see the visage... Of Morag. Oh no! <laughs> what are you doing, Evesta? What are you doing in the bathroom, creep? <laughs> are you looking for somebody? No, I'm trying to have a day out. lie to me here, Avesta. What do you even want with her? I want to kill her. Why? She's just some stupid girl. It's fun. Where are you keeping her? <sighs> oh, Avesta, we're... We're both hunting Dahlia, it would seem. You... This close. You don't have her. (sighs) No. But I'm getting closer. Fuck. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. She's still out there. Fuck. Okay. Fuck you, you old hag. (laughs) And I just like... Turn around and start walking back out. <laughs> As you kind of go to turn, she's standing Fuck. in the hallway, blocking you from going toward the lobby area. Oh, Festa. You don't even know where you are. Why why are you worried about me? Why are you here bothering me? I thought you were after her. She was here. And now she's not. So, get looking. But she was here in your dream. What? And then a hand just grabs you, and it's like, Miss, you you really can't sleep here. And you're kind of shaken awake, and Dom is looking down at you. I slap his hand off and, like, grab my sickle so fast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where did she go? The, the old, the hag, the, where did the hag go? Uh, you literally polished off half a bottle oh. of Blue Dragon whiskey and fell asleep. Why I, is everyone here so useless? Okay, we don't take that kind of toot here at the Purple Guppy. We value our employees and you will not speak to us with that kind of tone. So I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I'm going to have to ask you to get 
fucked and I just kind of shove him in the chest and leave. <laughs> Fucking out of townies. <laughs> and he kind of goes start clearing up the table as you head outside. It is dark. Okay. It is nighttime. Right. So like lots of time has passed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just stand out there and like breathe for a minute and try to just make sure things are real. Like I just kind of touch myself. I'm touching the ground. I'm touching the wall. Um, I'm I mean, even like really touching everything. The child walks past. I'm like, touch. <laughs> hey, cursed. <laughs> the hag touched me. Aww. <laughs> um, I even like poke the tip of my sickle a little bit to be like, ouch. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. You are. I mean, the, the, you can feel the weight of the chain shirt again. Yeah. You can. Oh, whoa. Oh, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, feel yeah. the booze in your belly. You can feel the 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 tip of the the sickle piercing your skin. Yeah, you're awake. You're awake and you're drunk. Okay. You're awake and you're drunk. Can I now find? <laughs> uh, you are looking for Club Nirvana. Nirvana, yeah. You just start walking, and uh, you're like, "What was that? Was I dreaming?" Well, I mean, I was dreaming, but was that like a dream or was that like a night hag dream? <laughs> you're not. Who was the person in the hood? What the hell's going on? It, it, like, there's a part of you that's like, oh no, that was that was like a real dream, like not a dream dream. Mm. And you're kind of half talking and muttering to yourself, and people are looking at you, <laughs> and it's like okay, out of townies. <laughs> and you, you're just walking uh, and kind of like half looking into buildings, half looking in doorways. And you've kind of stumbled into uh, an area that looks very new, looks very uh, well-to-do, very uh, very modern. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people out on the streets, sitting at tables, smoking, eating, drinking. As you've stumbled into Hartsgrove, uh, a sort of the social scene uh, and the cultural hotspot in. Uh, Gilshire and it's lined with restaurants bars bistros cafes um, speakeasies theatres open stages the whole shabam this kind of feels yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah this is yeah I'm with my people oh, oh, okay. it's having fun but you like you don't see a sign for like Club Nirvana you don't see you know, there's no one like handing out flyers around mm. that. Um, but you have a, that strange feeling again that you are being watched. I just kind of like pause. And I'm like, okay, all right, okay, 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 you can do this. And I just really try to think back to the last time I was there and like, if I was standing here, where would I go? You kind of find yourself at a weird, like, intersection uh, in Hartsgrove, like, where a couple of smaller streets lead into the main street that connects cutting through Gilshire. And, like, it is that, like, oh, I'm spinning around, and, oh, the world is spinning, but I'm spinning, and if I spin in the opposite direction, it'll balance out, and... And you start trying to think, when was the last time I was here? And then you feel a bit sick, and then you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> last time I was here, I... dumped Dahlia. Mm. It was like where you literally had just said, "Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll see you yeah, yeah. Uh, next time." Yeah, and Bye. yeah, it, it it wasn't so much a dumping as it was a ghosting. Yeah. yeah. 
and you remember stumbling up some stairs down like in an alleyway up onto the street and as you kind of look around a lot of it seems to have changed again but you see this really weird looking mural on the wall and it's it's a half elf woman but like half her face is normal and the other half her face is like something completely and totally alien or mystical or magic it, it's it looks fantastical mm. but in a kind of a grotesque kind of way it doesn't mm-hmm. look and you remember seeing that before and going god she's hot um, <laughs> and like Dahlia's like yeah yeah she's hot yeah she's hot and it's that alleyway Club Nirvana is down that alleyway um, I do one more kind of spin just kind of looking for more <laughs> and then start creeping down the alleyway give me a perception check at uh, yeah well I'll not give you a disadvantage just yet <laughs> are you saying it's going to get worse Ew. Uh, oof, 10 you again you're not really sure are you looking for that person you met a little while ago or are you looking for Morag from Castle Svalo or is it the Morag from the Jasmine Garden wait can't she change her features everybody looks like her for a second like, oh no that's not no, that's not good <laughs> uh, and you just kind of duck down the alleyway uh, there's a few people kind of milling around outside smoking and they're kind of looking you up and down and uh, a human girl kind of approaches you with like a shaved head but the hair is kind of coming back and she's kind of dyed it this neon pink uh, Her, she's got a bull ring with kind of two small chains hanging off of it her eyebrows are tattooed on with kind of swirls and dots Oh my god. I absolutely love what you're wearing. Uh, I just look at her and for a second I kind of like bite the inside of my cheek because I'm like, oh, this could be such a good idea. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I just go, uh, thanks. Um, is this Nirvana? And I'm oh, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, wow. I really didn't think this stuff was back in. Oh, but it clearly is. Oh, well, clearly, you know. I mean, <laughs> let's see you pull it off, bitch. <laughs> I don't really think I've got the taste to wear something like that, and the group that are around are all kind of like snicker. Right. Okay. Look, I don't have time for this. I am trying to save somebody's life. Ah, uh. and I don't need your sass. That, you know, that would... No, I, 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 I... We're getting off on the wrong foot. Um, I'm Gemma. And these are my friends. Friends, say hello to... Cindy. <laughs> Cindy. Um, you're looking for, like, Nirvana? Y- yeah. Oh, I didn't think old people went to clubs. Oh, cute, cute. No, um, it's just downstairs. If you just give like, and she's like, she boots down on the door. Like, and it is. It's just two heavy metal doors set into the wall and the the ground here. Um, and she boots at it. It's like, ah, we'll get somebody to come up. We'll get someone to come up. And you hear some heavy footsteps on metal stairs, kind of uh, approaching. 
and the door swings open and there's a Goliath woman kind of looking out at you and she's wearing a full chainmail brassiere but it's fitted like mm. it's full on it's just gorgeous on her uh, her skin is shimmering and she's wearing like these big kind of black balloon pants and heavy boots what do you want to come in who invited you Adam asked me to come over some unfinished business Eve left behind give me deception check I won't again won't give you advantage but I won't give you disadvantage either because natural 20 oh boy you in I come yeah you mentioned Adam and Eve and she's like whoa okay <laughs> whoa, whoa. oh uh yeah yeah I think I heard Adam saying something yeah yeah of course um sure yeah I mean you're fine you look fine you look fine you look fine that's fine um and she kind of gives you kind of a side look of like oh um it's probably like an out of towny thing she the door swings open for you to kind of come in and Jeff's like so we'll see you inside I guess look good for you going in good for you see you inside as I walk in I'm just mumbling I hate baby goths <laughs> baby goths you know the struggles I don't you follow the the Goliath woman down the hallway it's a little like the entranceway to Club Karma the first like as you step down the steps you're like oh yeah you can hear the music kind of like just thump 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 from somewhere yeah as you move the light in the hall begins to kind of shift its glow it's a haze of reds into pinks into oranges into yellows and the light actually seems to be like molding like there's like hazes of it in front of you and you're not quite sure what colour you're looking at and the doors, the doors seem so far away and the hallway starts to feel like it's bending. And it's that same sensation of club karma. And you're trying to hold on to that and remember that, that this is something that people who are not part of the club mm. experience as they move into a pocket of the Fae. And the Goliath woman reaches and she just kind of pushes the door up and the music blasts you. And you feel it in your core and your hands are glowing. Like you're literally lit up in flames. You are burning black, green, blue fire all around you. And inside you just see all these people in all their glory. Like some half naked, some entirely naked elves that are like towering over people, humans that are sculpted uh, with every muscle and nerve and bone kind of edged out perfectly on them, pixies that are glowing, halflings with the reddest of cheeks and the furriest of toes, dwarves with massive golden braided beards. Everything just looks like it's so much extra, so much more. The band is literally music. The metaphysical state of music on stage. You see nothing, but you feel it and hear it and love it. You can taste it. It is intoxicating. And a hand just drapes along your back and it feels warm. And it's that weird thing of like, it's almost like it's out of time. You feel it 
it kind of glides across you and then you feel it again and then a third and a fourth time as if you're feeling it a different way each time your skin mm. feels electric and slinking around you you see the spindly form of this drag king in a full black sequined tux uh, form fitting literally carved into his physique a beard that has been painted on uh, flawlessly with edges that could cut and these glistening green gem like eyes that swirl you have business with me we um I'm, I'm like very distracted by the music and like the bodies and like you know when you're in a club and you just somebody starts dancing and you're just like yeah and like it's just such a natural thing to start falling into the crowd i'm trying really hard not to do that because i haven't done this in so long and i'm so smashed and i'm just kind of looking at him and i'm like right dahlia 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 i there's some trouble um in the city that i think could be very bad for you and i think it might be something that eve had kicked off we we need to talk uh privately maybe out of here but sweet child, I don't even know your name. I can't, shouldn't say it here. If if we could just... Oh, you're amongst friends. Uh, I'm amongst somebody who can bend space and time a little bit better than I can. And um, please, can we just give me five minutes to explain what's going on? Give me your name and I'll give you all the time in the world. <sighs> Cindy. Of course it is. Cindy. And they gesture towards a door that wasn't against a wall a second ago, and it's there, and then it's open. And as they gesture, you see them inside, welcoming you in at the same time. I I go in. The door shuts, and you can no longer hear the music outside. The office is where Eve's was like a, a horde of costumes and feathers and wigs and gowns and makeup and perfumes with this lavish vanity mirror and desk um, that she sat at to prepare and sat at to conduct business. This is cold. This is edgy this is precise it kind of it's kind of a juxtaposition to what you were seeing outside mm. and this this warping of color and the experience of that nirvana out there it's very clinical here everything has an edge everything is sharp uh, everything is perfect on the desk nothing is askew everything seems to be laid out in a way that geometrically looks and feels perfect they're sitting across from you um, I just kind of rub at my eyes and kind of shake my head and, and breathe for a second and I go right okay I understand you and Eve had some issues and that's fine um, first, she tried to kill me but yes of course I issues. should probably start by letting you know that she is dead oh 
and that I look you don't care that's fine um she got mixed up in something really big really big and um she pulled a few people into it and those the people that she got mixed up with are 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 angry and dangerous and here and after um a few of us but I, I I think there's there might be some ties to I just need help finding somebody who I think would have spent a lot of time here and their time here could drag you into this. Mm-hmm. Do do you know Adalia? Have you met? She was working for Eve or the people that Eve was working with. Is that Dahlia's real name or? To my knowledge. Well, Cindy, you, you barge your way into Club Nirvana and you are just a trove of news. It's true. Even I, we had our moments. We had our battles. She tried to kill me, of course. I returned the attempt. It was only polite. Mm. To hear that she has died. And from sleeve, he pulls a silk, black silk handkerchief. And he dabs the corners of his eyes. Oh, well, if I didn't have the tear ducts removed, I would be weeping, of course. Oh, Eve. Poor Eve. Gutted. On her way to a prison cell. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, darling. You thought that was news. You thought that I wasn't aware. Oh. I, I, I was just letting you know in, in case. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, of course, very much aware. Very much aware that your name isn't Cindy either, but bold of you to try and lie to me in my own place. I can appreciate the chutzpah it takes for that. You were always Eve's favourite after all. I can see why. Why she'd like a little firecracker such as you, Cindy. (laughs) It's true, Eve did get herself mixed up. Uh, And it's true that that's ultimately what cost her life. But you coming here to warn me, to tell me, quite out of character for you Cindy really of course you didn't come here out of the kindness of your heart you didn't come here to tell old Adam that he's club and he was in danger now you came here seeking Dahlia Eve's other little favourite I don't see why we couldn't help each other oh club Nirvana is not getting itself roped into any of this um however she did come here 
looking for aid, looking for refuge. Are you, you know me. And he rolls his head around. And then it physically actually rolls in a natural way. I could never, never turn away it. A soul. Your Dahlia is here. You may take her. But I will need something from you. What do you want? A favour. Of what kind? I haven't decided, Hephaestus. Surely you wouldn't put a timer on something as delicate as you saving the life of your friend. I need to see her first. Of course, I understand. And Adam just knocks on the desk twice and a door opens to your left and Dahlia in a brown leather cape and cowl stumbles out. She looks awful. She looks broken and defeated, a shadow of herself. Her eyes are sunken into the back of her head. Black and purple circles just mark under her eyes. There's The bags are puffy. Her hair is a mess. But what you see are three deep slashes across the bridge of her nose, her upper lip and just above her chin that have barely begun to heal. They're seeping a little bit. Her hands are filthy, the nails are broken, her clothing is torn. She stumbles out onto a chair next to you and just drops to her knees and grabs your arm. Fine. Shall we shake on it? And Adam just holds a hand gingerly across the desk towards you. The hand limply just dangling. I just kind of pause a minute. I know I'm getting myself into something really nasty, but I look back down at Dahlia and I just grip my teeth and grab his hand. Enchanté. Hephaestus. And you feel your hands just kind of lock uh, as they grab your fingers. They shake. And you are outside in the alleyway, and Dahlia is lying at your feet, sobbing. I just, I, I scoop her up best I can, like heft her up with one arm over my shoulder. Can she walk at all? As you kind of pick her up, she's kind of half climbing up you. Heavy. I didn't think you'd come. I'm here. You're okay. I haven't slept. I, I can't sleep. When I close my eyes, she's there. And she's closer every time. And she's trembling. I know, I know. Well, I'll, look, I'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. You're, you're okay now. You'll come back with me. We're, we're protected by the royal cards. It's okay. They, they can't, they can't protect me from her. 
she waits until I'm at my lowest and my weakest. And she finds me. I came here. Adam. What did you do? It doesn't matter. Hephaestus, it matters. Adam is worse than Eve. It's okay, Talia. It's... Just come along. We'll, we'll get you cleaned up. We'll get you dressed. You start to lead uh, Dahlia out of the alleyway. And when you do, you find that the streets are empty. The restaurants are all closed. The chairs are stacked up on top of the tables. Hartsgrove is dark bar the street lamps. It's well into the late hours. You don't, you can't even hear the music coming from Club Nirvana. Like, there's nobody out on the street. I keep her sort of up on one side of me and I, I pull out a, my sickle with the other and I just start heading back to the, the hotel. I'm. I'm. Festa, I. And she's kind of still kind of half sobbing. She's kind of kind of finding a little bit more of composure. I. I. I didn't. I, I, I'm sorry. Don't. Dahlia, don't. Just. We can talk about all of this later. Just let me get you somewhere safer. And she turns and she looks over her shoulder and she, like her arm, like her nails dig into you. What was that? I'm sure it's just rats or a stray. And she hears another, and this time you hear something as well. It's the rattling of glass. And she comes to a stop in a small courtyard surrounded by restaurants like all looking out into there and there's you can hear the faint trickling of water and there is a a statue of a little cherub with a vase and water kind of spraying out of it I I have a look around myself but I'm trying not to panic um, and I just kind of give her a little tug and say we have to keep moving Dahlia perception check 20, unnatural. As you kind of tug on Dahlia, she's frozen to the spot and she just lifts up her left hand away from you and she kind of points at one of the restaurants. Not in the restaurant. In the glass. You see form of Morag in her ghastly night hag state just walking towards you she's in every glass surface I, I just start dragging her as fast as I can Dahlia is trying to run with you give me an athletics check Uh, okay 
she's not doing too good either. You, it's, it's her. Like you're, you're trying to carry her. But it's the way of the chain shirt. It's you don't really know what direction you're going in now. It's the I'm sober, but it's not a it's not a proper sober. It's a, I was drunk. I was in Nirvana. I was weird. Everything was weird, and now I'm out in the street. It's cold, and now we're being hunted. And mm. Morag is getting closer. You're dragging Dahlia with her. Her feet can barely carry her. She's like she's hanging on to you for emotional and physical support. Um, and as you uh, move up the courtyard, kind of away from the statue and the, the restaurant fronts, there's a couple of steps, steps leading up onto the next kind of laneway. There's just a wall in front of you. you see a trail of fence, black wrought iron, and you climb the handrails, kind of Dahlia climbing with you. And as you make it up onto the street, a carriage just literally with two horses just races past the both of you. Um, a second or two later and you'd have been in front of it and crushed and you kind of catch your breath Dahlia catches hers looking up and down the streets both ways you it's the coast is clear and you've got to bolt across the other side of the road and as you've got to run something has grabbed Dahlia and standing down on the stairs is Morag looking up at the both of you thank you roll for initiative Okay, Dahlia got a natural one. Well. (laughs) And Morag got a 16. So normally the way I work the nat ones and nat 20s in this is that you get a free action Mm. before either. On Dahlia's nat one, I was going to basically have Morag take a free swipe on her. If you want, you can use your nat 20 to cancel out the nat one. Okay. And then I just, we just move as normal. Move as normal. So it will be you, Morag, and Dahlia. Okay. That's the way, that's the initiative order that we have. Yeah. Good with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is that, like, you grab Dahlia, like, you just yank her free, just as Morag was about to literally just claw at her again. She's trembling, and she, as you kind of pull her back, you kind of see her half stumble, physically, mentally, emotionally exhausted. Yeah. She's kind of half carrying behind you. Oh, isn't this sweet? Oh, you can watch as she bleeds out. Oh, Heffy, you could have just left it all alone. Well, at least there'll be someone to witness her demise. Um, I still have my sickle in my hand, so I'm just going to swing it through the bars right at her face. Okay. Give me an attack. I don't actually use my weapons. I need to. Um, so that is oh, 12. You swipe with the sickle. And just as you do, she kind of brings her claws up defensively. And she sw- it doesn't hit at all. As she just kind of swats it away. And she's just like, oh, oh, you, oh, you precious. She is going to, again, in that same kind of motion... Uh, try and hack away at you. That's a nat 20, which means you're going to take eight plus another three. So that's in total 21 slashing damage. Oh, Jesus. Just as she hacks and carves into you. Um, Can I third level hellish rebuke in response? Yes. 22. 
as she swipes out at you and just her claws connect and rip at your flesh, Hephaestus, flames just explode off of you and they are fueled by rage and pain. You're burning with these gold and red flames that just engulf you and then immediately Morag just stumbles back as she catches a light, your hellish rebuke spreading across her and she screams in pain. She stumbles backwards and just in that moment Dahlia focuses all her energy and these black and pink flames just coil around the ends of her hands as she casts Eldritch Blast at the Night Hag. And that's a 15, which won't hit. And it is that thing where all the exhaustion in her body, as much as she pulls on the magic around her and she sends it outwards violently, the first blast strikes the road and just chunks of stone are sent flying all around. The second shoots right over Morag's shoulder and strikes the cherub statue just behind her and it explodes into bits and pieces. Oh, you poor creatures just give up now and i promise you i will go so much easier on you as i kill you dahlia just sort of winces in pain and her voice straining she kind of turns her body to you hephaestus she just looks up at you and hephaestus you and i need to talk But right now, we have to kill this bitch. And just half a smile kind of weakly coils on her face and her eyes, just just a burning behind them. Just in that moment, Hephaestus, as tired and as hurt as she looks, this is the Dahlia you know and the Dahlia you hate sometimes, but... There's something, there's something in her face, there's something in her expression that you remember why you liked her so much in the first place. And you're not sure if it's the rage or the tenacity, but you just, in that moment, there is that thing of you remember, you remember her. It's your action. Um, I just kind of give her a, a pained smile in a different way, but just a, a bit of a weak smile. And I turn back to Morag and just absolutely unleash um, burning hands on her. So that is a 15 foot cone. She has to make a deck save. Okay, so she has advantage on saving throws. What's your spell save? 13. 13, okay. So that's... An eight or a nat 20. Fuck! You pull on all this magic from within and as you, as you feel it sort of convalescing in your hands, it gets very, very hot all of a sudden and just this wave of golden flames just spray out from your two hands and you watch as Morag just twists and pulls at shadows defensively just blocking each blast of fire 
but your magic catches her at the edges and you can see that she narrowly avoids the full blast of your burning hands. How much damage? Hang on, sorry. It's actually half of 5d6 because I cast at level 3. Oh my god. Uh, So 16 plus 11 is 27, so half of that. 13. Okay. Um... Hot damn, literally, hot (laughs) damn hag. She hisses at you and just as she, as she dampens the flames that caught at the edges of her skirt and she just diffuses the magic that you violently thrust at her, she just stands firm and she locks eyes on you and you just see this twisted grin on her face it's so wonderful to see the pair of you working together in tandem how much more fun will it be when I rip you from each other and just as she just as she's speaking Festa you get the same sensation you you feel She's drawing on magic. You can feel it kind of being pulled in the air around you. And just as she as she stands there, you see that her left hand uh, sort of snarling and snagging through the air, clawing. It begins to kind of glow with this sort of murky white light. And just as you realize what she's doing, three sharp refractions of light just explode from the tips of her fingers as she casts the magic missile at you. Dahlia, seeing this sort of magic being twisted, once again laying uh, an attack on you, Hephaestus, she kind of half scrambles to her feet just a second too late as all three missiles strike you one after the other, taking... uh, eight force damage in total and just kind of stepping in front of you she's kind of only half kind of blocking you you like as you kind of collect yourself you see that Dahlia has just pulled up uh, the small crossbow from her side and she's holding it in both hands and she takes aim and she fires at Morag and on a no, on a nine, it goes wild, and there's just <laughs> oh, Dahlia, you are pathetic, and you see Dahlia's shoulders just sort of rise from as she takes a breath, and as she is about to load the second bolt onto her crossbow, she just. She cuts the palm of her hand with the edge of it. She clenches her right hand and you can see blood just sort of collecting and just flicking her hand outwards straight at Morag. You see just these droplets of blood just flick through the air and then they stop as Dahlia just locks straight eyes on Morag casting Hex. Ooh. And immediately the blood droplets just flick violently towards her like bullets. And where they land on her dress, on her skin, 
Morag is marked with curse energy. Shit. So she's going to take some extra damage when she's hit. And she is going to impart disadvantage on deck saving throws. Nice. Because, you know, I can't metagame myself. Um, and just, again, Dahlia is holding herself uh, in, def- in defense of you, kind of ready to ready to defend uh, and kind of keep keep Morag away from you, if at all possible. It's your action, Hephaestus. Um. So in response to the missile she threw at me, I'm going to return it with a Scorching Ray. Um, so, uh, 20 to hit. That hits. And that is 2d6 for another 9 damage. And with your left hand just sort of placing it on Dahlia's shoulder, drawing once more on the magic from within Hephaestus, you concentrate at the tips of your fingers. And where there was heat from burning hands, light, little sparks begin to flit and flicker out until there's a maelstrom of them and they become a concentrated ball. And as your whole arm lights up, a blast of scorching energy just shoots in a straight line right into Morag, catching her in the left shoulder, and she screams in agony as the ray burns a hole right through her, actually managing to scorch and blacken some of the wall just behind her. And that scream slowly bubbles and murders into a laughter of agony and twisted pain. (laughs) And she flies straight towards the both of you. Can I spend two sorcery points to cast another spell? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm just going to Scorching Ray again. Uh, So 21. With another five damage. As Morag rushes towards the pair of you, you, the magic still there at the tips of your fingers, you, you feel Dahlia just sort of take your hand and the, you watch as the scorching ray just pierces Morag and unflinching the hag just rushes straight at the pair of you and as you pull on more magic drawing as quickly as you possibly can you just feel Dahlia's hand take yours and the energy just courses through you as the night hag bears herself down on top of you and just with this rush of light and heat once again you have to roll on your you've been casting magic and we have forgotten you have to roll for your unbridled heart so yeah and you you owe me you owe me two for the the scorching rays so do you want me to roll two for those two it's a natural 20 oh okay uh we haven't we haven't had a nat 20 on this yet have we I don't think so. Okay. We had a one. I don't think we've had a 20. You watch just as Morag's twisted form, her claws just scrape and scratch at the black iron railings and the stone. Just as she twists and turns violently towards the pair of you, 
Her face is completely and totally focused on the both of you. Her eyes, her gaze. She has been hunting and haunting Dahlia for so long now. And that hunt is coming to a close. And it couldn't be more satisfying for her. And you feel this emotion just oozing off of her. And just as that magic for scorching ray burns and courses straight out of your fingertips... As the three of you clash, you feel, you feel in this moment, something has to change. And there is a turn in your heart. Give me a roll on the second table. I'm assuming there's a good table and a bad table. No, so on the swirling emotions table, if you roll a nat one, you roll on the negative emotions table. Yeah. And on a nat 20, you roll on positive emotions. So. Okay, right. So that was a 10. 10. Yep. Uh, Yep. Of course it would be 10. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 (laughs) Is that this incredibly long one? Okay. You... You just look at Dahlia in that moment as everything kind of slows down around you, Festa, and seeing her, seeing her look so helpless and vulnerable, seeing her now, Dahlia was somebody you had come to hate resent she was a thorn in your side and not not just in the last few weeks not just since Tezrab and not since she just took on your form and uh, tried to turn people against you even long before that when when you brought the relationship to a close She reminds you so much of yourself. All those parts of yourself that you just couldn't accept, wouldn't face, couldn't face. She personified all of them and here and now there is a clarity. As you feel all this magical energy, light and dark, cold and heat, just all of it. There is a moment where everything is clear to you. Dahlia was and is a mirror for you, Hephaestus. And that moment, that acceptance, something just clicks and you feel the mark on your back light up but not in pain there's something there's something that feels right and as you see the twisted form the snarling grin on Morag as she bears down on top of you her claws raised in attack you see beyond her And where she stood a moment ago, where you saw Dahlia's Eldritch Blast obliterate a statue of a cherub, you see the form of Hadana. 
She's scooped up pieces of the broken statue and she tries... And she's trying to put it back together. She looks up. She smiles. And she sees you. In this round, in this action, you can communicate to Hadana. Um, okay, I just, I just look over at her and I say, I am trying so hard right now to do right, but I'm, I'm not going to get either of us out of this without a little help. She bows her head very, very slowly and... When she looks up at you, you see that there are tears in her eyes, Hephaestus, and the mark on your back. You can just feel it pulsing with power. And as the tears run down her face, you see that she just has the widest smile. It's warm. And she just nods at you. And as Hadana vanishes, you feel Morag's claws just bear down into you and just hack again. Eight. Six is 14. Plus four. 18 damage. Okay. Equally, as she kind of bears down on top of you both, she kind of slashes out at Dahlia. Dahlia, it's not that she definitely dodged, it's more she stumbles back. She's now put herself between the both of you and her claws are straight up and you can feel magic just warping all around her. (sighs) And her neck just kind of, it cracks. Like you actually see the bone pop a little, like as if this shift uncomfortably inside Mm. the skin. Uh, And she turns her head towards you and she smiles and her gaze fixes on Dahlia. It's so sweet that you would come and try and rescue her. He never said I couldn't kill you. And you are getting in the way of what he asked. So I think it best I remove you so that I may best serve Kael in what he's asked. And Morag turns her whole body away from Dahlia. Dahlia's not a threat right now. And you just see her, she's monstrous in everything her skin is like sagging off of the bones the dress is melted and rotted to her skin her hair clings lifelessly to her scalp the muscle in her face hangs low in different parts her eyes are just these swirling rotten milk uh, viscously liquid that there's nothing but just hate pouring off of it It will be revenge for dear, dear, sweet sister, and proof that I am capable, and she will have me back in her good favours. I can just tell Kael, Daddy, I killed you. It will be easy. And Dahlia kind of stumbles back. And 
again, you see pink and purple fire just erupting around uh, her hands as she conjures two more Eldritch Blasts to strike Morag in the back. Okay, that's going to hit. That's 22. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's uh, 25. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Nobody threatens you, Hephaesta, except Alia. That's uh, <laughs> right. Okay. I can handle that. <laughs> okay, two, three, five. Again, the energy is just not there. The the want to fight, the need to protect, the need to just destroy her. Uh, both Eldritch Blasts just blast her straight in the back. Morag is for the better part unfazed by the magic she's not looking peachy keen but at the same time doesn't seem to have taken any real damage from mm. dahlia as she bears down top of you her claws just pointed at you it's your action if I start. um she's frozen for a second hearing kyle's name coming out of her mouth but seeing dahlia behind her seeing dahlia still fighting she kind of snaps out of it and she just Throws her hand straight up at uh, Morag and casts uh, Witch Bolt. Uh, for 14. A 14 to hit? Yeah. No, I'm afraid it doesn't. Fuck. Um, the magic just ripples out of your hands. Um, and when it does, you, you kind of feel the energy kind of coursing around you. She just swats it away. As she kind of looms over you, you just see this black energy just crackling all around her. And she extends just her index finger. The nail is broken and jagged. It's filthy um, straight at you. And you just see that black light just warping off of it as she casts Ray of Enfeeblement on you, Hephaestus. That is a... 11 to hit. No. Okay. Uh, she points the finger straight down. And when, uh, again, the magic kind of shoots from her, uh, you just manage to kind of roll out of the way. And again, Dahlia is, you just hear, I'm who you came here for, you stupid bitch. Like, Heavy is not even that cool anymore. Look how she's dressed. Um... <laughs> Okay, that's a 24 to hit and a 25 to hit again. Uh, a one and a seven. Again, it just bounces. Uh, Morag is hellbent on getting you. Um, I had planned on letting you watch as I tore her pieces to pieces, but you're proving to be really annoying. And then she's struck in the back of Hester. Again, as you just see pink and black light just erupt around her as the flames smash into her back once more. And she is really beginning to bother me. But in the way an insect bothers. <sighs> Fine. I'll tear your throat out and then I'll devour her. Your action. Um... I'm just trying to ignore everything she's saying and I just, just scream, just no words, just a scream and shoot another scorching ray at her. Please, Jesus. For 15? 15 does not hit. Fuck! Mm. You, again, you're half scrambling out of or trying to get away from her yeah. uh, and you hold a hand up. The magic 
coalesces, the energy is there, the heat, it shoots and she just kind of weaves out of the way as a scorching ray shoots upwards into the sky. You let out a scream and Dahlia, again, you, you can just see the flames around her as she's erupting in fire. Heffy, it's fine. We got this. We, we have her. She's, and Morag just spits over her shoulder and then bears down on top of you with her claws. Um, that's a nat 20. So that is, uh, that's eight damage. And then, eight, I mean, that's me 11, down. Eleven. It doesn't matter. 12, 16 slashing damage. I'm down. Uh, she bears straight, like she literally, she throws herself on you and you feel her claws rip and tear through your clothes, the chain shirt and into skin and bone and the pain is excruciating as you feel them just rip into you. You hear Dahlia scream and there's just this rush of pink light straight outwards and you feel yourself falling and Morag kind of twists back like everything is happening in slow motion and you just see the edges of the road that you are lying on completely and totally melt into this void as Dahlia casts Dimension Door around all of you Um, or or, like under you Mm. And when you start to fall, you see Morag fall with you. Dahlia throws herself in and everything is starting to go black. And it's so hard to focus. It's so hard. You can just, you can feel the claws cutting. They're fighting, they're grappling. You can hear Dahlia calling your name. You can feel her hands on you trying to pull Morag away. And everything... Everything is just rushing. Everything is cold and everything is fast and everything is moving and everything is terrifying. But all you can see in these last few moments as you begin to lose consciousness is Hadana repairing the statue, her smile and the tear. And then you just hear the crying of horses, the skidding of wheel and brake against wet cobble and snow shouts from people who witnessed these three women just fall out of nowhere and you just feel yourself getting shoved backwards and you tumble and fall and everything is hard and you just see Dahlia grabbing Morag and pulling on the dress and her skin and her hair and holding her and they fall backwards in front of the carriage and both are crushed under the wheels and you lie there and everything goes dark and we'll leave the episode there I hate you so much You've been listening to Romancing the Dungeon with Amber, Sam, James, Ben, Louise, and me, Declan, your Dungeon Master. Monday evening, uh, the episode's coming out on Friday. It's out now. You're listening to it. But this episode took a bit of a took a bit of a long time to edit. There were some technical issues that we had to work back, and I hope they're not super noticeable as you were 
listening to it now, but I think that was one of my first times ever playing Dungeons and Dragons with just one other person. And to get to do that with Amber was amazing. And I really hope that comes across as you're listening to it. It was a difficult edit because of the technical issues, but also because I wanted to make sure that we got every single moment of that out there. There is so little of this cut out. It was impossible. So sorry that it's slightly longer than the other episodes, but um, yeah, I just, it was a blast. And I hope, I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope you're looking forward to where the remaining few episodes of season two are going. As always, a big thank you to Ghosted Red Mountain for our theme song Haunted. Ralph is redacted for our title card and artwork. Eilish for her amazing work as our PR community manager. Uh, And uh, to you for listening. If you have the time, I would absolutely love if you left us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. And uh, maybe you have a D&D table and you're like, hey, I listen to this weird Irish podcasts about Dungeons and Dragons and romance and I think you should listen to it too Um, other than that it is yeah I have nothing else to say follow us on social media at d8dungeon and um, we'll see you in two weeks for the next episode take care I have let me have it yeah she just slapped me for 21 i think i can uh, fireball her for 22 <laughs> Whoa, not even drew <laughs> sorry for inconveniencing you <laughs>